and welcome to the How to Be a Grown-Up podcast for grown-ups, the show where each week we discuss an aspect of modern life that any adult should really have mastered by now, but we remain baffled by. Yep, ever had a conversation with the in-laws about tax and felt totally lost? Ever held a friend's baby and far from being cute, just thought it looked like an alien? Ever sat in a meeting at work and instead of paying attention to the very important PowerPoint presentation, you're just singing Return of the Mac in your head? Yep, well this is the podcast for you. Remember, you can get in touch at The Grown Up Pod on Twitter or Instagram. Amazing. Right, let's introduce this week's guest. Um, I should say first, everybody needs to bear with us because we are recording remotely from our individual bunkers. This is in the midst of lockdown, so please forgive any technical glitches. Um, and also that covers up all of my poor editing as well. I can just blame it on technical glitches. Um, our guest this week is a presenter. Lots of Manchester United fans will know her. Um, she's associated with Manchester United, does lots of football and sports stuff. Also comedian, Hannah East. Hannah, welcome to the show. Hello, welcome to myself. I'm excited to have some human interaction. <laughs> I'm so absolutely buzzing to be invited to chat to people, especially yourselves, of course. But I mean, I'm literally sat oh, in a so nice hiding from my family. How much hiding from the family has there been? Because we're talking about parenting, how you're parenting in lockdown. How are you finding it, Hannah? I mean, in a in a nutshell, Joe, it's it's absolutely horrendous. Um, I mean, I know there's a lot of bad things going on at the moment, and it's it's awful for everybody. But I I kind of uh, feel that it's it's very difficult. I'm going to use the phrase to say for uh, people with children. Um, to be at home or I've got like a one-year-old and a three-year-old and uh, yeah it's just it's horrendous like trying to be like a kids entertainer slash Neil Buchanan slash mum slash human being is is quite difficult I'd say. (laughs) Well Hannah you did post a story on Instagram the other day though of, of getting your toddler to deliver booze to you so I'm not sure it's all bad <laughs> I know well those bits you know after a couple of drinks it's it's perfectly okay um I mean I'm not sure if that was maybe the most mature thing for me to have posted where I got my little um my three-year-old on like a little <laughs> bunny hopper um and got him to jump up forwards and backwards so I got him to do a few laps of the house for a bit of you know PE and then I thought well you know I could probably use this to my advantage so I was like G&T in a can obviously, um, bounced that from the fridge to me. So not only did he learn to open the fridge, but he learned, you know, it was great, a great workout for his legs. And then the reward at the end was the praise. And then I received a, a G&T in a can <laughs> at lunchtime. I think that is excellent parenting. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's it's using lots of skills. We were interacting um, and there was some educational elements involved as well. I asked him what letters were on the can and he was able to say G and T. So it worked <laughs> really well and um, so that's something that we're going to work on and, and it, it's not quite at the stage of being able to carry a, a prosecco or a wine bottle but that's something that we'll work towards um over the summer <laughs> great great mother you did say at one point that you were worried that he was going to shake the can up yeah but he did he, he started to shake it after i was like oh well done that's so clever um and he was like oh mummy watch this and shake it i was like no no let's not let's not ruin the moment bradley let's just don't shake it because then i won't be able to drink it it's going to spray everywhere um and that that would be a bit of a disaster so you know we're rationing these things at the moment so i was like just be careful so we nearly fell out but it was i gave him a lolly and, and let him watch peppa pig so it was good 
<laughs> so Hannah, tell us who you are isolating with then. Who is in your family and your sort of day-to-day activities? So there's myself and my husband um, and our, our two little boys, Bradley and Logan, who are one and three. Um, and my, my husband and myself, we run a business uh, in Loughborough together. And as, as it stands, like I'll, I've kind of had to stop working because the kids can't go to childcare and normally I'd pretty much work full time through the week. So now he's kind of at this stage where he's having to be exceptionally busy at work and, and isolate himself in the garage where I'm sat in at the moment. Um, when I say isolate, I mean from kind of 8.30 in the morning till 5.30, it's like, I've, I'm so busy. I've got loads of stuff to do, but because we work together, I, I know what he's doing and I know that he's, he's actually, he's not working. He's just hiding in the garage, which is <laughs> <laughs> hiding from me and our children. So I have to like look after them and deal with the, just the day-to-day running of everything myself. And he's, he's onto a good thing. And I don't think he's the only guy in the country that's doing that either. He's 100% in that garage playing championship manager. Oh, yeah, he probably is. And if I put an Insta story on or anything, he looks at it first. So I keep coming into the... And he, we do this thing where he, he, <laughs> he pretends he's going to work. So the kids are like, oh, bye-bye, daddy. You know, give a snotty kiss. And then he goes out the front door and proceeds to walk three metres to the left into the garage and opens the garage door and sits in. So it's like a, a real thing we've got going on. Um, whereas when he, when he irritates me and I can hear that he's on the phone or if I can hear some, like whatever computer game I know that he's playing I'll open the garage door and I'm like are you okay he's like yeah yeah fine I'm like would you do you want a coffee sweetheart you know I'm I'm just checking up on him because I know exactly (laughs) what he's not doing so this is going to get worse as the the weeks progress we're going to either get divorced or just ignore each other in the house I don't know we'll see (laughs) I do think it's a bit of a testing time for relationships it's like make or break yeah Yeah, and you notice these little things (laughs) between each other that you you start to detest and it's like we've only been on lockdown for a few days <laughs> and and it's already becoming a problem so you know well I'm sure we'll work it out it's um it's love isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah let's yeah. go with that oh I spoke to my sister this morning and the look on her face just showed she's the same as you got two kids got a partner there as well and he was busying himself in the garden to avoid being in the house yeah. with them and she looked like she was done. It was 10 a.m. in the morning and I think she would have opened the wine if she could have. <laughs> it's it's true. I mean, it's it's more about when they're at that age and you have to entertain them. So, like, you've got one of them, like, weeing on the floor or needing a poo. I mean, there's no, there's no other great anticipation than you being sat watching a child sat on a potty waiting and encouraging them to do a poo. And it's like... You, and then the other child's like running around in the snack cupboard and you just, you become that person where you're like, for God's sake, like trying to get them to stop moving. And it's, it's just, it's like, if somebody had said like 10 years ago, that would be your life. I would have, I would have laughed at them. I really would have, but it is, it is my life now. So, you know, I love them to bits, obviously, but, but yeah, just being on lockdown with them is um, a little bit more challenging than I anticipated. Well, let's ask Hannah, because I know, um, uh, a lot of your stand-up is about is about kids and and family and stuff you've yeah. obviously got two kids do you kind of feel like you've got two kids because this is all about learning how to be a grown-up or do you sometimes have a sort of an out-of-body experience a moment of clarity you think oh my god how am I allowed to look after two yeah. human beings generally um 
most days actually joe that's um that's the case for me um well i i kind of um i tried to be really sensible <laughs> and and go to university and you know get my degree where i set up a business and you know mm. did presenting and stuff on the side and i was like right you know i'm gonna wait for like five years well, it's not obviously it wasn't just my decision uh, my husband and i i should say decided you know to we'll wait and and five years we'll push the business get a house everything and then I remember my husband said to me six months after we'd had our first child, he came into the kitchen. He was like, oh, my God, I've just realized that Bradley is my child. And I was really shocked <laughs> by that because <laughs> it hadn't changed since the day that he was born. He was six months old. And my, my husband was genuinely like, he's really mine, isn't he? Like, he's my son. And I was like, where have you been? Like, what has been going through your head while I hadn't slept for six months? Um, but then you kind of, it's its just a, a, a really weird, a really weird uh, place to be. Um, I think it's a great place to be. But I, I look at like mums at the preschool group where my three-year-old goes and, and they're all quite sensible. They've all got like good jobs. It's, it's quite a posh preschool. Mm. And um, in, we've got like a WhatsApp thread with the mums and, and some of the mums have said, you know, well, while we're in isolation, um I can't wait to spend time as a family now I find that so funny mm. because it's like the, the mums are like oh my god you know we're gonna do loads of fun family things and, and I sent a link to some timetables for preschool kids and I thought this would be quite beneficial um to make the day go a bit faster if anything and uh, one of the mums was like well I certainly won't be following that uh that schedule Hannah we're going to just play and have fun and I'm like, listen, Sandra, I'll see you at the school gates in September <laughs> and see see how you feel then. Not you should want to follow a timetable. I was like, yeah, right. And at that point, some of the other mums are like, I just can't wait to spend time with. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to use the f word on the, on your podcast, but I'm like, oh, whatever, ladies. Like it's not true. And that's the those points. I'm just like, I don't think I'm qualified yet for this because I'm not I'm not their type of person. And that's probably because in my head I'm 21. <laughs> but maybe they're faking it I, I do genuinely believe this like people just pretend that they've got it all together definitely in those households yeah. that it's not just happy fun playtime I don't believe it for a second yeah and like you said uh, as well Louise about your sister with two kids like she's going to give you that honest account um, to you because obviously you're her sister your family and you'll probably see when you go round and, yeah. and see her with her kids and stuff it, it's not it's like it's not that easy sometimes. And when you've got those mums that they're posting pictures of all the crafts that they've been doing. I mean, like I said earlier, I'm no Neil Buchanan. I tried to do um, do a bit of paper macheing <laughs> earlier and I've actually got glue in my hair, in my kids' hair. It's on the floor. It's, it's everywhere. And I'm like, we're not going to do that again because school can do that with you. I, I'm not qualified to do that or any crafts or anything either. <laughs> For the younger listeners out there, so myself and, and um, Hannah and Louise are all in our early 30s, right? But for the younger listeners who are wondering who Neil Buchanan is, <laughs> Neil Buchanan was the uh, the former host of popular children's TV show Art Attack. Um, Great so he show. A, he, was, he was a scout What a programme. And the way... And all, oh, also, best programme. Weirdly, um, actually... He was also in a heavy metal band, which is true. But the way the show sort of developed each week was uh, he would gradually be building a picture and you'd have sort of quite a close shot on it. And what it would actually transpire is it, he was doing sort of a giant mural out of cornflakes and pasta and bits of paint and stuff and old cereal boxes. And when shot from above, 
it would be like a beautiful scene. Uh, so that's what we're referring to. <laughs> well, that scene is basically my house at about three o'clock every day. And then it's Brilliant. like you imagine somebody just gets a sweeping brush and just plows through it. That is that is my house after day two of quarantine. Hannah, do you remember a, a kids TV show called Get Your Own Back? Yes, I do. Yes. It's host Dave Benson Phillips uh, recently accepted my friend request on LinkedIn and let me tell you, that was that was a really big day for me. But if you've never seen Get Your Own Back, what it would be, it would be like, um, oh, Kenny and Lisa want to get back at Mr. Norman, their mean math teacher. And then the audience would vote whether Mr. Norman deserved to um, have revenge wrought on him. And if he did, he would then have to sit under a chair while loads of gunge was poured on him. Yeah, get gunged. <laughs> Uh, what what were you doing at the time to to be sending him a re- request on LinkedIn, Joe? Are you are you okay? Are you busy or? I'm trying to build up sort of like '90s TV presenters because I've got him. I've got Pat Sharp. I met Andy oh, Peters wow. in a gym changing room. So I'm trying to Legend. sort of build a five aside <laughs> team of niche '90s kids TV presenters. And and Neil Buchanan is he on the list? Neil Buchanan, I would say, is very much, he's like the shiny in a Panini sticker album. He is very much the final horcrux in Harry Potter. Once you've got, once you've got Buchanan, that's when you know you've really made it. Hannah, what what would you say your biggest parenting blunders have been? They happen daily, um, so there's probably too many to to kind of recall. But I'll, I'll give you an example of two weeks ago... Um, I had to pop to uh, the supermarket and my three-year-old was having one of his tantrums and my one-year-old refused, this is a thing, refused to get in the car seat just to get to the shop. So I had to bribe my three-year-old and said, listen, I'll give you a Spider-Man magazine when we get to the shop if you just shush and get in the car and we're all okay. And then, you know, my my one-year-old was just screaming and spitting. There was snot everywhere. So I managed to kind of force him into the car. So we got to the got to the supermarket and, and they were both in the trolley, trying to lick the trolley. And you know the um the little metal things that you have to put oh, your with, put your coins. Not with Corona. I mean, this is a worse. I do. I will not take them to the supermarket for about six years now. But where you put your coin into, you have the little the metal piece that you push in. My my one year old likes to lick oh, yeah. that as as we go around the shop, and um, <laughs> my three year old was so excited when we got there that, of getting this this uh, magazine that he was like, I need a wee wee, and and obviously I didn't have my bag with nappies and stuff, and I was like, oh for God's sake! So I, I went quickly found a, a toilet. And um, like you had to go into the disabled one and I knocked on the door so I could fit the trolley in because I can't leave my one-year-old in the trolley outside there. So it's a bit of a nightmare. Walked in, I was sweating and um, my I put my th- I was I knocked on the door and, and this woman was obviously flushing the chain in the disabled toilet and she, a few minutes later she came out. And, and this was probably uh, one of the most, most awful moments of my entire life. I had to walk in there and, and, and chew what she'd eaten the night before she'd obviously just completely dropped her books <laughs> in the toilet and and then the, and that and goes back to what I said earlier about my three-year-old was sat on the toilet and then he decided he needed a poo so I sat him on the loo but I had to kneel oh. down because the toilet was too high up for him and I actually put my knees into piles of urine that was on the floor and and my face was so close down to the bowl of the toilet that I was I felt like I was chewing what she'd eaten last night and uh, and my little boy's there singing and chatting and I'm encouraging him to poo 
my one-year-old's trying to climb out the trolley and get onto the floor and and it was it was just absolutely horrendous and and that's just kind of one example of me going just pop into the shop the other day just to get some pasta which I couldn't get anyway actually um and that's that's like yeah. a parenting fail every time I didn't have nappies with me it was just a nightmare and, and my little boy had to travel home because he'd obviously pissed himself um he had to travel home um in clothes covered in urine and my one-year-old had pooed in, in his nappy so that was just me popping to the shop two weeks ago um which is just, and then I, obviously I had urine on my kneecaps as well from from the old lady that was in the toilet before me so it was pretty disgusting actually <laughs> Have you yeah. successful trip? Have you yeah, given up <laughs> successful. On wearing nice clothes because I, I, I worked with you and you were very glamorous. But have you given up like in normal everyday life on wearing good clothes because you know you're just going to get wee on your knees? Yeah, and and generally like if it's not wee, then it's going to be um, snot or vomit on my shoulders um, or <laughs> glue in my hair, as as happened today. But yeah, at home I just wear like tracky bottoms and a a new looks finest t-shirt because they're just going to get absolutely ruined um just an absolute state if anyone knocks on the door I'm always like oh shit who is it you know if somebody was to see me at work they'd be like oh wow she's brushed her hair and put lip gloss on if anyone came to my house they'd be like is she anemic like is she okay there's two types of, of, of me so what time are you having to get up in the morning now well I'm quite kind of um strict with a uh, routine so when my kids were born I got a sleep trainer um, which nobody had ever heard of um, before Ooh. but it's uh, a woman that looks like Miss Trunchbull she was called Brenda um, and she came up from London and I, I honestly she was absolutely amazing um, and she she gave me um, advice on how to train the kids to sleep which was basically their routine throughout the day so my kids luckily I'm just touching my head touching wood um my kids have slept really, really well from like seven till seven um, since they've been about nine or ten weeks old. And it's because of this this lady um, who encouraged that. So seven wow. o'clock, yeah, I try and set our alarm to, to go off. Yeah, she was unbelievable. Cost a fortune. Um, but I'd probably remortgage yeah, my but... house just to get some sleep at, at that point. So I was like, listen, you just give your invoice to my husband and he will pay it. That's when he didn't realise he was a father uh, by month three. So... Um, yeah, that worked really well. So thankfully, uh, they sleep pretty well. Okay, so Hannah, let me just explain what we like to do. We basically like to hear from our parents every week, Nina and Peter. Um, and they offer some advice from the generation above us about whatever topic we're talking about. So parenting, I asked them okay. two questions. What's, okay. Did they find the hardest thing the hardest about parenting? Thing about and if they've got any top children. tips. I think it's just trying to instill the rights and the wrongs for them as they grow up and hopefully they understand and take on board what you have tried to say to them. But at the same time, it is only your perspective on the world and hopefully as they grow older, they can understand what you have said and then form their own opinions. Listen to them. They are as individual as we grown-ups are and compromise and try to guide them as best you can oh that's so sweet how do you find compromising hannah is this a thing or is it just you give up after a time when you've kneeled in piss and covered in sick yeah the thing is louise if you asked nina that question uh when she was you know at home with a couple of kids one 
child hanging off her nipple while you know she's breastfeeding <laughs> i just i just don't feel that that nina's uh, response would have been the same and i'm not saying that she's she's kind of calmed down and, and i'm sure maybe her experience was slightly different to mine um but yeah when you when you lactate into any high-pitched sound which is your three-year-old screaming and you your your tits are going off like a pressure washer um i just don't find i don't have the the compromise element instilled in me as much as nina yeah i you just i'm sorry i didn't want to you know have that vision for your mum uh, but that's i just i feel that maybe maybe when i'm in slightly more mature that's the approach i'll take about looking at the whole you know the whole perspective uh, but at the moment compromise for me is if you do this you can watch Peppa Pig if you do that you can have literally whatever you want it's like when you have kids and you say go on you're going to eat all your chicken and all your rice and all your peas okay just have one bit of chicken and just one one spoonful of rice and one yeah, pea yeah, yeah. And by the end of it you're like I literally don't care just just have a yogurt just eat something to carb you up yeah. or have some carbs before bed so you sleep that's kind of the approach but um yeah, maybe Nina is just a better person than I am. I think that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, but she also was a mum like of that age, children, 30 years ago. So she's probably looking back. Yeah. You forget the bad times, don't you? You only remember like the really good times. Because I was a nightmare as a kid, quite frankly. Shall we hear from Peter? <laughs> yes. Let's hear from Dad. Please, please. So the hardest thing about raising children, well, it's probably coming to some agreement or reaching a compromise when you have very different ideas on things, especially when children become teenagers and outside influences start to challenge the family values. I'd say my top tip for parenting is to try and do that compromise. Losing your temper gets you nowhere. And once you have done, it's the hardest thing to get things back into perspective. So keep cool and make sure that you remain friends. Peter Gookie is just the most wonderful man. Hannah, have you mastered the don't do that again face that all mums seem to have? <gasps> yes. Yeah, the, the trout pout. <laughs> yeah. So I was saying to Joe just before um, we started recording that my dad was, you know, if we were in trouble, mum would get dad in and if he told us off that would be you know all right sorry but if mum told us off that was the end of the world and she could do it within a single look which she can still do now quite frankly it's funny that because my um i had a different um setup to that so if my dad told me off so if my dad gritted i never ever got smacked i was very fortunate uh, but my my dad would just look at me and grit his teeth if i was really naughty and that for me was just <laughs> awful whereas my mum never used to tell us off whereas now my husband will look at my little boys and say listen lads if you do that again i'm gonna tell your mum now, to me, that's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous because uh, he's a 38-year-old man um, that's like arguing with two smaller versions of himself um, that are so stubborn. And I'm like, no, that, no, the idea is that I say, I'll tell your dad so that when you, know, when you get in from work, you can say, well, boys, you know, let's compromise. That was very naughty of you to do that. Whereas he's like, lads, you know, I'll tell your mother. So then I become this like ogre and I, don't, I just don't want that to happen. When I first met Hannah, I did. I said to Hannah after a couple of GNTs that, um, in a nice way, she does look a bit like a serial killer. So I can see why they'd be frightened of you. So I, I am now. Any time that Joe posts a picture, I'm desperate for him to look like a serial killer, so I can screenshot it, zoom in on his eyes, and send it just to make a point. Because I, I, nobody has ever said that to me before, and then since you've said it, I've told a few people, and they're like, "Yeah, when you give that look." 
I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what this look is. Um, Hannah, I've got yeah. some fantastic <laughs> serial killer pictures of Joe. So I'm going to send them to you. Please send it. them on, please, please. And, yeah, yeah I, I would appreciate that. But you, Joe, you said it in front of like four or five people on day one of a job of seven days or six days. So after that, everyone was going past oh, yeah. me and frowning. I was like, yeah, cheers, Joe. Thanks for that. No wonder we didn't make any friends in that bar in Barcelona. They just looked over at us and our cold, dead eyes. I know, yeah. <laughs> the point of this podcast, Hannah, is to try and give people practical advice and to be grown-ups practically my friend charlie has just had a baby actually the baby's now a week old uh, so shout out to wow. to lana um and hello to charlie and camilla Aww. and i said oh hey how are you getting on and he said it's easier than being charlie and camilla charlie, charlie, charlie and camilla, and camilla. Joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh wow Brilliant. yeah <laughs> amazing i said how are you getting on and he, he said it's easier than being hung over. Is he in for a shock? So I'll actually, I'll give you a quote while we're doing that quotes. I said to my husband earlier, how would you describe us being on lockdown together? And he said, it's like waking up with a hangover. The last memory you, re- you can recall is having three Sambucas. And then, <laughs> and then he oh. walked away. That's, that's actually that's what I said. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I feel for them. I feel for Charles and Camilla. I mean, I don't have a child, so I've got no idea. Is the first week easier? Does it get harder as they sort of start moving around and your whole objective is to keep them alive? Well, as a, as a woman, I mean, you can't really walk properly for about three weeks anyway because you're just walking like you've, you've pooed yourself. But after, I'd say after week six, week seven, things progressively get a bit easier. And, and like I say, I, I got this sleep trainer in at like week eight, week nine. And then after all of a sudden, by three months, both of my kids were actually sleeping through. If you get your sleep, you can do anything. Um, and, and in terms of in a relationship, you just have to try not to hate each other um, for the first few years, I guess look through it <laughs> uh, yeah Ch- charlie Char- so charlie's one of my best mates right i was the best man at his wedding as well oh. and he's sort of very matter of fact down to earth kind of guy and i asked him the day after the baby was born um they were still in hospital and i was like oh um how uh i was like how are you getting on mate and he was like yeah to be honest actually i'm uh, i'm pretty tired and i was like not you oh. you tit i mean the woman who's just had a human being come out of her how is she getting on and the newborn baby i don't care if you're a little bit tired and missing your playstation <laughs> oh. you hear of these stories from everybody whether you've got kids or not you hear of these stories of of guys that literally find the whole process exhausting one of my um, mates so it was very traditional you know she was in there squeezing his hand to a point where it probably nearly broke. And he was like, I've never felt pain like it. The look she gave him. There's been so many instances where, um, like I was um, literally about about to give birth to our second and um, I had to wake my husband up and I was having contractions really regularly. And, and I said, all oh, right, we, we need to go now. Like I'm, they're, they're really frequent. We need to get to the hospital. And he, he stood up, he was like, oh babe, to be honest, I'm just gonna quickly go and, um, go and get a quick coffee and a shower and then we'll set off. I didn't wake you up like eight hours ago when I was, I've been in agony like all night. And then I got to the hospital and literally gave birth within 20 minutes. And he, and I remember my husband sat there eating my toast and having, drinking my tea. And he said, oh God, I tell you what, it's easy this. This was like a, a drive-through labour. 
and I've never wanted to. <laughs> and I and Joe, I gave him, I gave him that look. I know I did. I know did I gave you? him the look at that point. The, the look that says the police are going to be finding your body under the patio one day. Yeah, or just, or just here in that chair in about two minutes' time. So angry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think he sounds, he sounds great. What a line to come up with while eating the toast. This is like a drive-through labour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a and guy. The, and, I, I know that the midwife was like oh wow she said if, if you were my husband I wouldn't be very happy with that um and unfortunately at that point I wasn't in a position to be able to move um so uh, <laughs> I was being seen to Luckily. shall we say um and, and he's just sat there like I just wanted him to choke so badly on that on that <laughs> toast um but obviously he didn't he's uh, he's still here for now so I think a lot of people do look at their kids and think I cannot believe that I'm allowed to look after these yeah. children. I still feel like a kid myself. While we're isolating, and what tips have you just got for parents in general who just do not feel like grown-ups? I, I think the key is just to be yourself all the time. And like joking aside, you know, kids are lovely little creatures. But I mean, putting them to bed, you've got that. It's like a marathon throughout the day. So putting them to bed is a great, great time of night when you shut the door, you know that they can't get out. You shut the stair gates, so they can't get out the room. That's a great feeling. Um, but throughout the day, it's just not pretending to be like a perfect parent because there isn't any parenting manuals. There isn't somebody that can say, do it this way, do it that way. We're all here and we've probably all been brought up quite differently. And I think if you change who you are, so if you want to dance and have fun and be stupid, um, it doesn't matter because I do see mums at the school gates giving the kids Mars bars and fizzy drinks and literally cocking their leg up to belch and, and, and fart and stuff. I mean, it's horrendous. And they're, they're bringing kids up. So if they can do it, I can do it. So that's that's how I look at it. I mean, you've just got to embrace it, enjoy it and, uh, and not take it too seriously because already I look at the kids and I think, gosh, they're like, they are little humans now and it won't be long before they don't want to speak to me anyway. So I'm just going to embrace Aww. it while I can. Aww. Christ, it's hard work. <laughs> Louise, do you feel like you've learned anything from listening to Hannah? I don't have kids in isolation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just don't do it. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> My one takeaway, if you'll excuse the pun, is never in a labour situation use the term drive-through labour. That's just <gasps> never going to go down well. Yeah, or, or the phrase, wow, he shot out like a bullet. Don't use that one either. <laughs> Because that didn't make me feel very special, I'll tell you that. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Um, amazing. Listen, Hannah, thank you so much. It's been so much fun talking <laughs> thank to you. you. Thank you. Thanks very much for having me. And, and obviously, everybody stay safe and, and all that. But seriously, um, all the best. <laughs> oh, nice one, Hannah. Now, get over to that garage and get, get to that garage and work out what your husband's actually doing in there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not sure if I want to know exactly what he's doing in that garage, but yeah we'll see <laughs> remember if you're in isolation you want to get in touch um or you just want to chat to us about absolutely anything it's really easy to do so you could get in touch at the grown-up pod uh, on instagram and twitter um and there's an email address as well isn't there louise do you remember the email address um no nah, do you? nah sorry i'll cut <laughs> no. that bit out <laughs> oh, no wait i've got it the grown-up pod at gmail.com it's not even hard you can go back and listen to our first series as well thank you very much for listening we'll see you next time 